the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God is our source. He knows all, hears all, sees all, and is all. Just as we are covered in prayer, even when we don't know it, we must pray for others even though they may never even know it. What matters is that God knows. We must do all we can while we can and leave the rest to Him. He knows exactly what to do in every situation and does it. What is far better is that we show personal appreciation and give words of encouragement at every opportunity. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us today. And Father, we pray that you use me now to preach this message on this day for your glory and honor. We thank you for all that has been done And I pray, Father, that people would would be tuned in and turned on to your word, whether by virtual, online viewing, in the Spirit Center, social media, and YouTube, here in person. Lord, let your word go forth, and may people not be distracted, but receive what they have come for. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, on this special day, we want you to turn to the book of Colossians, book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. And there's a word from the Lord from there. And then we will proceed and even reference a number of other scriptures. So get your paper and pen and be ready to document because the word of God is for all of us. Colossians, chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. The word of God reads, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. And to this Medical Appreciation Day and to all who are listening, this is, even whether you're medical or non-medical, this message is appropriate for you today because it is entitled for you serve the Lord Christ. Today, we as a church family have set aside a special day of appreciation for all medical professionals as well as anyone else who serves in the medical field in any capacity. We do not want to underestimate your service. We do not want to underestimate your value or your sacrificial commitment to serving people who are in need of medical care. And even for those of you who are not in the medical profession, but you, you serve people and you are faithful in what God is calling you to do, we do not devalue you as well. Because what you do is a ministry unto the Lord, and, uh, and you do it because you are serving him to the glory of God. So this message is for all of us here today. 
For you medical professionals, you paid a tremendous price to serve in the medical field. You spent years and years studying to prepare for your medical career. You've taken major exams. You completed clinical hours and worked different shifts, even on holidays when all the rest of us are enjoying our families. You are serving in medical facilities and assistant living facilities and daycare facilities and nursing homes and hospitals and on and on. You give of yourself and serve those who are in need of medical attention and we pay tribute to you. This is not just a job for you. It is a calling from the Lord for you who chose to answer this unique call to service Today is your special day for us to affirm you. Today is your special day for us to bless you, to encourage you, wherever you are in the listening audience and in person, and to show our appreciation to you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 2 says, We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. This day is set aside to thank and honor you for your labor of love in putting your very lives at risk for the sake of serving valiantly in your medical profession. Thank you so very, very much. What spiritual characteristics should you as medical professionals whether you're a tech, whether you're a physician, a nurse, whether you're in administration or whatever capacity in the medical field, what spiritual characteristics should you possess as you serve Christ in the medical field? You need to write these down. They're just not good for those of you in the medical field. They're also just as good for us who are not in a medical field because these spiritual characteristics is, is essential and must be implemented in all of our lives. Number one, uh, you must possess faith. You must possess faith. Hebrews eleven six a says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is to trust and believe in Christ. It is to trust Christ. It is to believe in Christ. Faith, uh, it, it is to have Complete confidence and reliance upon Christ for salvation. It is to have complete confidence and reliance upon Christ. Acts 16, 31a says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe, trust in him, rely on him, to depend on him solely, and you will be saved. Beloved, it takes faith for you to put your own health at risk. As you serve patients who are sick and to believe that God is going to protect and work through you as you perform your designated many assignments to the glory of God. So the first thing is you must possess faith. That's the first spiritual characteristic. If you in computers, uh, IT, technology, you must possess faith. If you are or in the entertainment entity, or if you're in the 
food service industry, or if, if you are uh, in any other engineering industry, you need to have faith and trust God at whatever you do because it is a call for God. It is God who has given you the knowledge and the skill set to do that because the scripture says without God, you can do nothing. So whatever you do, if you're a scientist, it takes faith to be a scientist. And we have all kinds of people out there. If you're a teacher, a lawyer, a judge, a doctor, whatever, it takes faith. We are to do what we do to the glory of God and being Christians in our area of responsibility. Secondly, you must possess love for people. You must uh, possess love for people. That's a spiritual characteristic that all of us should have because we work around people at the end of the day. First Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. It is very difficult to serve in the medical field if you do not have love for people. I don't want someone who don't love people working on me. You must see people through the eyes of Jesus and you must emulate his love uh, to those who are in a crisis of health. They don't need to see you frowning and grouchy and sour. Uh, They don't need to see you uh, in depression and then you're going to cut them. They don't need to see you lonely and fearful and hopeless and traumatized and, uh, and because they are in that condition and they need someone who can smile even if you're going through your own crises and let them know that you're there to serve them. God has you there to not only meet their medical needs and if possible, give them a word of hope and encouragement and your love for them will compel you to do so. Third spiritual characteristic you need to have possess as you minister in the medical field, you must possess a witness for Christ. Acts 1, 8b says, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. If you pray and ask the Lord to give you an opportunity to be a witness, the Lord will create that opportunity for you to be a witness And some of you don't want an opportunity and uh, therefore you don't even ask for it because you're afraid or you don't know how, but you learn by doing. And the first thing you need to do is learn your Bible so you can be an effective witness. If you pray and ask the Lord to give you an opportunity to be a witness, he will create many opportunities for you to share Christ with others, even if but for a brief moment. So do not be ashamed or remain silent when the opportunity is obviously there for you to share Christ with a patient or a coworker or a family member. There are lost and unchurched people all around you in your work environment, medical professionals, and you do not want them to die in the midst of this pandemic without your seizing your God-given moment to share Christ with them. Families and friends, join the Maranatha Bible Church family for our Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. There will be food, fun, prizes, fellowship, and activities for all ages, including train rides, pumpkin hunt, photo booths, s'mores, cakewalk, pie bake-off, and so much more. See you on the 30th at 10 a.m. 
Beloved, do not be guilty of talking more about the weather with the patient and sports and politics. It would take them under. You know, it's not time for politics. It's time for love and care and concern. It's time for a timely word. You must be intentional about injecting Christ into your conversation because of the lives of those you ministering to are hanging in the balance. As a matter of fact, the same is true here today. You can say, well, you look good. You look nice. I love the way your hair look. I love your glasses. I love your shoes. I love that. What's that cologne you're wearing, that perfume? But that person could be on the edge and, and about to fall over the cliff. Just because they look good don't mean they're in good shape. People need a witness, a timely word, even in the Lord's church, even in the neighborhood, even in the grocery store, in the doctor's office, wherever you go. Romans 1 16 says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Don't you dare be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are some wild sinners out there and they're strutting down Broadway and they're not ashamed of their sins and they're not ashamed of their lifestyle. If it feels good, they do it. They showcase it. They glamorize. And we don't need closet Christians. We need people who, to, who, who are emboldened by the Holy Spirit to speak up for Christ in the midst of all of these wicked voices that are being glamorized and showcased in the media and in commercials and right before our very eyes refuse to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And word of God says, if you're ashamed to own me before me and I'll be ashamed to own you before my heavenly father, speak up, speak up, speak up. Somebody is dying today. Speak up, speak up, share Christ. Somebody is lonely today. Speak up, speak up. Somebody's in depression today. Somebody is down today. Somebody's in a crisis of health today. Somebody's grieving the death of a loved one or a dying loved one as we speak today. Speak up, speak up. They need what you have and don't presume on God with the people's lives that you're around. Number four, The word of God must dwell in you richly. That's another spiritual characteristic. The word of God must dwell in you richly. Colossians 3, 16a says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How much word do you know? You ought to be increasing in the word of God. And if you've been saved for 5, 10, 15 or more years, you ought to know more word now than you knew when you first came to Christ. Colossians 3, 16, a says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. When you have a reservoir of the word of God within you and begin your day with the scriptures, you will be able to serve people in the most effective way, which brings glory to Christ. The word of God brings poise. And that's what you need. I don't know how you make it without the word. The word is essential. It is needed. It is vital for living, for sharing, for giving people hope. We need the word of God. Without it, 
we will have no poise without the word of God. When you're in those tense times in those operating rooms or dealing with patient care and all, you'll have no stability. Without the scriptures, you'll not exhibit self-control in the midst of crises and when under pressure. You need the word of the living God. Number five, another spiritual characteristic that is needed for you medical professionals and those of you in all kinds of professions, you must live in a spirit of prayer. Ephesians 6.18 says, praying at all times in the spirit. What spirit? In the Holy Spirit with prayer and supplication, petitioning God for critical needs that you need to address and that are coming at you. To that end, the scripture says, keep alert, watch out with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. You don't just pray for your family and stop there. For all the saints need prayer. All of the, the medical personnel here need prayer. All the school teachers in here need prayer. All the attorneys in here need prayer. All, all of you who are serving in any capacity, you need prayer. When you are serving in the spirit of prayer in the workplace, you are better equipped for what the day is going to bring when you are praying. You can handle You don't know what a day is going to bring. I start my day with prayer. And when I sit down behind my desk with the staff uh, carrying out various things, I sit there with with, uh, assistants around me. And I say, before we do a thing, before I give one order, before I say, give me a pen, before I say, give me anything, I say, let's pray. Because my day can start out ever so normal and just one phone call, one phone call, one walk in, it changes our whole dynamics of that day. Whole legit. One letter, a one satanic distraction come. I have to know how to handle that. All of a sudden, I'm calling. I got to be out at a moment's notice and I don't have time to prepare anything. I got to move and I got to be able to say something at a moment's notice. And what God has deposited in me, it is that time that I work it out because I don't have time. Oh, I got to develop something for this person I got to go see because I don't have nothing. I can't do that. You have to live in a state of readiness. You know, so when you're praying, you're equipped to deal with crises suddenly unexpected. When you're praying, you're alert. When you're praying, you're flexible. Now, if it's a sure sign you're not praying is you can't be flexible. This is too hard. I don't like this change. Why did to do that? This is new. This is difficult. This is too hard. Why this? Well, why not? The inability to accept flexibility is a sign that you're not praying because God will help you to adapt When you're praying, you'll be a peacemaker and you will be able to settle conflicts or potential conflicts. When you're praying, you'll give your best effort in the workplace. When you're praying, you will be an encourager to the staff around you and to those who are making critical life decisions. You are handling infants. You're handling children, the seniors. And when we need you, we need you. And yet you are human, yet you are prone to errors and somebody need to be praying for you. And that's why we did that today. Number six, uh, another spiritual characteristic is you must possess patience with people. Now, you can't possess patience with people unless you are growing in Christ. Immature people cannot possess 
patience. First Corinthians 13, 4a says, love is patient. Now you say, what it means to be patient? And ooh, and in the medical field, you really got to be patient. <sighs> patience is to endure. To be patient is to be tolerant, uh, to tolerate uh, things that are even quite unbearable. It, it, it is to be patient with, with things that are quite difficult. Well, you know things are not quite right and you're just trying to wade your way through it. it. To be patient is to be persistent. Not so quick to give. I quit. Well, you can't say that every time you hit a hard place. You'll never have a job. You just quit your way on to the, to the house. You know, and expect a stimulus. You know? You know, those stimulus going to dry up after a while, so don't get too comfortable. Okay? The, the, the Bible says if man don't work, don't let him eat. That's what my Bible say. I know you don't like that, but that's true. Okay? I'm going to tell you, I said this down through the years, and people have been under my pastorate, heard me say it. I'm going to say it again because it's true. The government is not your friend. Okay? Now I know you say, oh, oh, oh. Oh, don't say, the government's not your friend. The government gives. And the go- oh, y'all know where I'm going. <laughs> they take away. They're going to become more and more intrusive. They're going to be demanding more. They're going to be raising things. Not a thing you can do about it, but pray because they're in authority. That's why the Bible says pray for those who are in authority. It doesn't matter who's president. You got to pray for the government and leaders from the president to the Supreme Court to Congress to senators to lieutenant governors to governors to mayors to superintendents all the way down. You better be praying. The government is not your friends. After a while, though, we will not be handling money. Well, I mean, tangible dollar bills. All those things are just going to fade away. They're going to be even, they can trace you. You got your technology. What's that thing y'all talk to and y'all say, uh, go, uh, Siri and all, Siri, something else y'all have too. Uh, Alexis. Somebody gave me a Lexus. No, not a Lexus car now. (laughs) Maybe one day, but not now. So let me, what is it? Is it called Alexa? Lexi? What? Alexa. Okay. All right. And we had that thing on, and we were just talking in the bedroom, my wife and I, and all of a sudden that thing started talking. And a few members said, Pastor, get that thing out of your bedroom. You know, that thing picking up signals, and you don't know where that's going. I took that thing out, and you know what? I didn't even know who to give it to. Because I wouldn't have created a problem for you. I really didn't know who to give it to. You better watch this technology. All of, oh, I got the latest gadgets in the car. And look at this. And oh, look at that. And isn't that cute? No, that stuff got a read on you like you wouldn't believe. They know with precision exactly where you are and what you are doing. It's a reason why they want to, you to give an account of your finances, uh, your income, down to a $600 transaction. Do you know how you spend $600? Your mortgage is more, more the rent costs more than the car notes, everything. 
Why they want to know down to a $600 transaction? More taxes, more money, more hiring more IRS agents is to bring in more revenues. They need more monies to pay for these things. Things are going up. And I'm sorry to tell you today, but we are not going back to the good old days. If I have a witness here, won't you say amen? amen? The cost of living is going up. Gas is going up. And you better. That's why I'm preaching these finance series. Don't you poke your lips out when I'm preaching these financial series. I'm trying to save you some money. I'm trying to help you use good sense. And I'm trying to when everybody's struggling, I want you overcoming to the glory of God. Amen. Oh, by the way, not only is the government not your friend, the bank is not your friend. Let's make my friend. I got. I know everybody down there. Just don't pay. <laughs> Just don't pay. You know they say skip a payment plan. Okay, but now after that, that's about it. Listen, they they know how to take your house and resell it. Just don't be able to pay and see how friendly they are. Okay, we go three years more, and we won't charge you anything, and you can just take up where you left off. When you find that kind of bank, please let us know. (laughs) Be careful. You can't trust anybody but God. Do I have a witness? I'll get a big amen on that. At the end of the day, you can't trust anybody. Don't trust the bank. Don't trust the government. Don't trust the quick pitches and quick schemes and all this stuff. You better trust God. It is God who takes care of you. It is God who helps you. It is God who makes you look good. It is God who keeps you in spite of. And when jobs are lost and this happens and that happens and how you may, it ain't what I did. It's what God has done. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.